Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. It's funny because I was just thinking, like right before I hit the record button, I always think to say, good morning. <laughs> I mean, it's nighttime for me. And I don't know why I always think to say good morning. Maybe because I set it to go out in the morning. I don't know. And most of the time when I listen to podcasts, sometimes it's the morning. I don't know. Anyways, good morning if it's morning. Good evening if it's evening. Good afternoon if it's afternoon. Today I wanted to talk more about triggers for us as adults because I know that's one of the biggest struggles that... You all in my community, especially particularly on Instagram, share with me. And one of the other challenges that I heard of this week more so is that you likely maybe know what your triggers are, but you don't know what to do about them. So today I wanted to talk more about triggers, particularly just for us as adults and not necessarily in relation to parenting, and then one strategy that can help you to start working through it, whether that's with parenting or something else in your life. And if you want to get more help in this area, I do have a three-part audio free resource on identifying and becoming more aware of your triggers, and then two strategies to start utilizing, which is not the one that we're going to talk about today. So, you're technically going to get three if you go go through the whole resource there and listen to this episode. So the reason this came about is because I, on two separate occasions, was talking to different people about triggers and how much they impact our lives that we aren't even aware of. And I'm not going to go into my own personal specific example in this episode. That is in the free resource if you're interested in just hearing more about that and how I worked through it. That's one of the strategies that, that the main one that helped me specifically is in the free resource. I will link it in the show notes, but we were just talking about how a lot of times we think that this one event is our, is like what we are hanging on to is like our trigger. But the truth is that's probably just the catalyst to start releasing all of the feelings that you have bottled up for so long. So for, you know, one person I was talking to, it went all the way back to even like in the womb. And it's hard sometimes to recognize it from your own personal perspective. But as I was talking to her, it just became very apparent to me that the reason that she was struggling with this one particular thing was not just because that incident felt really traumatic and unfair or 
um, whatever it, it was, it was because all of the events leading up to it had been adding hurt on top of hurt, on top of hurt, on top of hurt, on top of hurt, and not being processed. And so the problem is, is that when we have, you know, whatever it might be for you, whatever experience, it's usually from childhood, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, we store up our feelings with whatever that trigger was for us, with the environment, just all of the things that kind of come with what we were feeling that time, that location, etc. And just because we don't consciously think about it doesn't mean it doesn't still impact us. And as we go along, if we haven't worked to resolve that trigger, things, layers are going to continue to pile up on top of that trigger, making it larger. And the problem for us is that a majority of us don't like to share our feelings or maybe we don't feel comfortable sharing them or another big one is we just feel like embarrassed or maybe some shame about feeling feelings even though they're completely warranted. But for some reason, we continue to tell ourselves, I don't know, that they're not okay, I guess. And I think it's probably a lot related to society and how, you know, every people feel about crying and, um, especially for men, you know, and, and just like being, you know, quote unquote perfect or on top of everything and just staying on top of things and like the Pinterest, you know, the Pinterest, all these great looking curated everything it can make it really hard for us to be vulnerable in different ways. And when we're not, even if it means you cry to yourself in the shower, like I don't mean (laughs) go and bear your life story and all your big feelings and tears to everyone, but if we're not releasing anything, we're just building on top of it. And so the problem is when we get to this place where we're like, why can't I just get over it? It's because you haven't allowed yourself to process. The thing about triggers is our brain has been amazingly created and designed to process the things that we need to get rid of and resolve it by getting rid of it. And unfortunately, we often don't let our brains go through that process We just, you know, maybe the feelings start to come up and we shove them back down. Or we tell ourselves, like, we're crazy, that's ridiculous that we feel that way, we shouldn't be feeling this way, and we try to keep pushing on and moving forward. But the truth is we we can't fully move forward unless we process it. So this impacts our daily life. You know, lots of parts of it, not just parenting. Obviously, this is one that can... (laughs) be very evident because as our kids grow, they have their own opinions and they don't always follow directions. And we are launched back into our childhood when maybe, you know, one of our parents or caregivers did a certain thing in response to our behavior. And so that became something we lobbed up together and stored away in our subconscious and it still impacts us today. However, these things are still present, but also in other relationships, whether it's 
in how we speak with ourselves or friends or our spouse in particular. As I was talking with one of these people, I was just recognizing how much of a difference and transformation I have made personally and how much that has impacted how I see and how I interact in my marriage. So for example, I struggled a lot with perfectionism or like thinking I needed to do more or do it all or whatever. So if my husband wasn't, you know, he he has a really hard physical job and he gets up really early and so if he came home and he wasn't all like chipper, you know, my automatic assumption because of things that I hadn't resolved yet was what did I do wrong? I must have done something or I didn't do something good enough. When in reality, it was just he was tired. <laughs> but my brain automatically felt triggered by just, I don't know, his his action, even though there wasn't really this action, but it was just almost like not his normal personality coming out, you know, like not the like laughing and that sort of thing. And so some I was triggered by that and immediately started thinking, like trying to rack my brain, like wouldn't I do good enough? What like what do I do need to do more of? What did I what did I do to bother him? And it's just interesting because as I have been working on all of these triggers, particularly in parenting, I didn't realize how much of that was also impacting other relationships and and not necessarily like outwardly. But internally, in my mind, the things that I was battling, I didn't necessarily every, you know, go up to him and be like, what didn't I do good enough, you know, sort of a thing. But in my mind, that was a constant battle. And I just realized as I was having this conversation that I haven't thought that in a really long time and just how freeing it is when you actually allow yourself to work through all of the stuff that you need to work through. While that doesn't mean it's easy in the moment, because it brings up a lot. <laughs> and, but it, but it is so fruitful in your entire life, not just parenting. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are struggling with triggers, particularly in parenting, it's so important to work on that because it's likely that this is not just because of parenting. Like these triggers have been present for a long time and they, as you like really pay more attention now after listening, think about, do I carry this into other places of my life? Whether that's work, whether that's how you treat your own self, whether that's with your spouse or other family members. And I would venture to guess that the answer is yes, it transfers everywhere. It might look a little bit different, but think about how your reactions are to certain things. You know, maybe like what triggers you with your kids versus what triggers you with your spouse. Are they similar? And what is the root? You know, because a lot of times, like we're talking a lot with these people in particular about rejection. And what that can look like in different, like you might not always be thinking 
this is bothering me because I have felt rejected before. But when you really hone in on where it's coming from, it's stemming from the same place. Not always, but I just find it really fascinating to think about that. And the other thing is, so often when we are triggered, we usually try to do something to block our emotions. So like for me, maybe you're this way too, but I used to quote unquote emotionally eat or, you know, like, like comfort foods. Like I was having a bad day, so I would get like a stuffed crust pizza or, oh, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to have another Dr. Zevia or I'm going to go buy some chocolates, which is not necessarily a huge problem. But when you really think about it, you are using that other source to stop yourself from having the feelings that you need to have to resolve the issue that is causing all the other issues. This might be shopping for you. It might be drinking, you know, the whole, you know, mom needs wine every night or something sort of a thing. So just like take a take a look at where you're triggered and what your response is. What do you go to to make yourself feel better? And after all that, I want to talk about one way that we can change our response because in order to overcome the trigger, we have to change our response. And when you think about, you know, the habit loop, you have a cue, which is triggering the brain to initiate a behavior. Then you have a craving, which is the motivational force. And then you have your response, which is the actual habit you perform. And then the reward or the reinforcement, which is the end of every habit. And so if you think about that in regards to being triggered, our brain is triggered by whatever the instance which initiates a behavior. And then we have this craving to feel better, to push the feelings down, to, I don't know, be happy, to forget it, to numb it, whatever. And then our response is to eat comfort foods, to eat chocolate to shop online, whatever it is. And then our reinforcement is essentially how it makes us feel in that moment. And then we continue to repeat that over and over and over again. The problem is if we want to change how we respond to our triggers, we have to work on changing that habit loop, which is why it's challenging because it's a habit. And so the first step is you need to recognize the trigger or triggers because likely, let's be real, there's probably more than one. Number two, we need to understand what our typical response is and then how we feel about that response. So when you're triggered, what is your response? So for my example earlier, when I was triggered by how he was, I don't even know, carrying himself, I don't know how you would call it. I, how did that make me feel? That made me feel like I am not doing something right. I'm not perfect enough. And then number three, we need to figure out what it is that we want to do differently and then be intentional about changing it. You see, the thing is, our brain operates about 90% from subconscious. Crazy. 
And that's because our brain needs to make things that we do all the time into a habit to make it easier for us. So we're not making a bajillion decisions every day. You know, we're already making so many. But if we didn't have this process, we would be making a lot more. Like we would be literally thinking about every step of brushing our teeth, every step of washing our face, every step of making something that we make all the time, every step of packing our bag, you know, just all of this stuff. So our brain is operating 90% subconsciously. So that means we have a lot of work to do to override that process. We have to be intentional and conscious in our choices. So when you can understand what your typical response is and what you're triggered by, as you get triggered, as you're more aware and you recognize what your response is that you don't want, but you also are telling yourself, okay, when I'm triggered by this, I am going to do this and then you actually do it, you are going to be creating a new neural pathway. So it's not like I'm going to do it one time and it's going to be fixed. This is something you're going to have to repeatedly do over and over and over again. But it gets easier because it becomes a habit eventually. And like I said, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about that in so long. Like it, I've just been doing all of this other work and it's translated into all so many other areas, but I didn't key into it because I'm so focused on being triggered and parenting. So I would just take note of all the things, like your reactions in different relationships, like I mentioned before, maybe, maybe in the workplace, whatever it is for you, and either write it down or just reflect on it. And then as you start to work through some of your triggers, you know, in a couple months down the line, think back, how have things changed? Are things different? Have I been actually consciously choosing to do something different? Because the more you choose to operate that way, then you're rewiring. You're rewiring your brain to have that response and it becomes second nature. And I know that seems crazy. Like right now, if you're struggling with being triggered easily or into like deep something that you just really don't like, like yelling or I don't know, slamming doors. I don't know what it is for you. But if you are triggered deeply, it can change. And I have just over the last couple weeks just been thinking about when, when, so aggression, if you haven't listened to other episodes before, maybe you've missed it. Aggressive behavior used to be one of my biggest triggers. And it's not like it's never hard anymore. Sometimes it still is depending on, you know, if I have the capacity, if I'm tired or hungry or stressed. But I have worked so hard on resolving that trigger that it is second nature for me to stay calm. And it is amazing to me how I can be in the midst of something that was such a battle and just feel like this is nothing. I can just sit here and do this all day because I have trained my brain to respond differently. And so that's what I want for you today. So if you haven't 
go grab the free resource. If you are like, I'm all in, I, I want to do this. I am going to be pre-launching my six module course, Chaos to Calm, starting next week, October 20, mm, I don't know. Hold on. Hold, please. (laughs) I did not write this down. October 24th is going to start my pre-launch. It's going to be 50% off from the regular price for 10 people. So if you are like, I really want to at least check it out, sign up for the Chaos to Calm waitlist because that is where I'm going to shoot it out first. And um, you could have the opportunity if that's something that's interesting to you. If you really, it's, it's going to go through every single step that I took on my journey to learn to manage my triggers because I want that for you. It's amazing the peace that you can have in looking back at where you came from. And so anyways, all that to say, you, you, you know, by signing up for the waitlist, it doesn't mean you have to, like you have to do it. You're just going to get the information first. So that's another option for you. Otherwise, check out the three-part free resource if you haven't yet and take it seriously. This isn't just like a, I put it together in five minutes and you can read through it. You can be kind of distracted, multitasking. This is a, like, if you want to manage your triggers, if you really want it, there's work to be done and it's not always the most comfortable. But if you follow the steps that I have laid out, you will be on your way. So check out those resources. Stay tuned for more information on the course if you want. And I hope that this was helpful for you. It has been just so interesting to reflect on these things with people because it's not something that I have really thought of a whole lot aside from like within my parenting. And so I hope walking you through that process can be helpful for you as you go forward this week and hopefully try to start implementing some of these recommendations to start changing how you respond to your triggers. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.